0: Welcome, traders and friends. I'm Alisa Levinson, and this is Are You Green? A review of the New York Stock Exchange with top news, top movers, and insights into my personal swing trading. Today is Thursday, January 28th, and boy, did we see a rally today! I was expecting another red day, and I love it how the markets always throw surprises at me. The S&P 500 previous close was 374.41. It's now at 377.63 at close of day. The XLK, just the technology sector, was previous closed at 131.50 and closed today at 132. So both the S&P 500 as a whole and the technology sector are green today. And now the question everybody wants to know, are you green? yes i am all of my personal accounts are green today the market was just crazy coming up we're going to take a look at the labor report and of course how can i not talk about what has been happening with gamestop and Robinhood? now our congress is getting involved everyone has an opinion on this but i'm going to explore a few from different angles then we'll look at our top movers and my personal trading with sells and new swings stay tuned Welcome back. While we are still in a pandemic, the Labor Department reported today 847,000 jobless claims for the week ending in January 23rd. This is a lot of jobless claims, but the crazy part is is that this is good news. In general, economists expected 875,000 layoffs, and this is down from the 914,000 layoffs that we saw last week. So I do think that this report had a little bit to do with our green day, but honestly, this news as well as earnings were completely overshadowed by GameStop. I explained the short squeeze last episode, so be sure to go back and listen to that one, but there's a couple paths I want to explore. First off, what is the real story? Who is behind these giant market moves on both sides? And second off, I have to talk about what Robinhood did to potentially shut this down. So there's been a lot of talk about market manipulation. And the truth is the SEC is supposed to be regulating the stock market to not allow for this huge market manipulation. And with the nonsense that's happening with GameStop, this has received national attention and made it very clear that the SEC is completely pulled back from what's actually happening on the market. The Senate Banking Committee has already committed to holding a hearing. Senator Sherrod Brown, it sounds like he is out for blood on this. But I did get to see Senator Warren, who's a part of that same committee, talk a little bit about what the problem really is and how it affects Americans. It's interesting that this is the topic that is actually bringing together everyone from all sides of politics. As this issue, it looks like Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senator Ted Cruz agree on this, as well as AOC, she tweeted, this is unacceptable, and Ted Cruz retweeted that. And then you have Elon Musk also weighing in. So it is interesting when you find an issue that Republicans are speaking out against, Democrats are speaking out against, and business owners are speaking out against but I think that Senator Warren did a good job explaining some of the problems here. She emphasized that the New York Stock Exchange is treated like a casino by these market makers, and they have totally gamified the system. And she has no sympathy as these hedge funds are complaining about what's happened with GameStop, but they have been doing this for years to their own benefit. And it's not just about short squeezes. There are other issues where we can see market manipulation just goes untethered. An example is stock buybacks. Stock buybacks were very popular in the 80s. Companies were buying back their own stock so that the price would go higher and basically they could very easily inflate their price by doing that practice. In the 80s, the SEC did come down on a few companies for doing this. However, they have been pulling back on this policy for a long time, as well as other regulation measures. Another place where we see market manipulation is in Robinhood's terms of service, where they are very broad about the commitment that they hold to the traders. And Senator Warren basically said that the SEC needs to step up and do their job. She also spoke about how a lot of people are looking at this situation as a David versus Goliath, where these people on this Reddit stream came together. You know, that's the David, and they have beat the Goliath hedge funds, sticking it to them, right? The only thing, though, is that since this started with GameStop this week, those Goliaths have been making money on both sides. Yes, the hedge fund that, you know, almost went out of business because they lost so much. Obviously, they're not benefiting, but other hedge funds have been benefiting from this as well as regular traders. And the truth is, you just don't know who is really behind these moves. There are rich people on both sides, possibly pulling the strings. And since other people have gone into this thinking it's David versus Goliath, now millions of regular people, casual investors could lose money. Another problem with this is regular investors look at these situations and say, this is just too crazy. And situations like this, not based on the reality of the market, really volatile, do scare people away from investing. And cutting these people off is not a way for them to build their security. All of this combines to be bad for Wall Street and bad for our country. So market manipulation should be illegal. I really like how she talked about wanting more traders and more day traders and you know loving the idea that anybody can do their research and invest in a company and make money but she doesn't want these individuals to be fleeced by market makers and as an individual small account trader i really appreciate it because so many regulations that the sec already holds are actually to the benefit of these large market makers and not to the individual retail trader for example the pattern day trader restriction I hate that regulation, and I feel like it really limits small accounts from being able to day trade. I have been loving all of the people that have been coming out talking about this price action. One of my favorites is Mark Cuban. I hope you got the sense from my weekend edition episode talking about the 90s.com bubble of how smart Mark Cuban is and how much I respect him as a businessman and an investor. He handled this situation with humor, talking about the hedge funds that are really upset about this action and you know this group on Reddit. But in reality, he mentioned that many hedge funds have been doing this same exact thing throughout the years. They've been targeting a heavily shorted stock and then short squeezing it it's only now that the situation is the other way around that they're all upset about it so mark is loving this volatility and I love him for it the other side to this story is Robin Hood Robin Hood said on Thursday after recent volatility it wasn't gonna allow the new stock purchase from GameStop AMC Blackberry Bed Bath & Beyond cost headphones and Nokia as well as naked brands it does feel a little panicky when i go into one of my favorite trading platforms and i see this message it just feels a little wrong but what i was most upset about is not being able to sell eco labs off the open eco labs had a great run up it took forever for Robinhood to take in my order and i think it's just based on the amount of volume that is on the platform now but it's very frustrating as an individual trader But that's why I have multiple brokerages, because some days, you know, you might have a technical glitch on one of them and you need to be able to hop over. It was interesting to hear that many other brokers, including TD Ameritrade, were also limiting margin calls on these tickers. And I have to wonder, is all of this to protect us or is it to protect them? Is this market manipulation? A class action lawsuit was filed towards Robinhood for removing this buying power on specific stocks. And it causes us to think about the relationship that Robinhood has with market makers. Justin Kahn, that's K-A-N. I'm actually not sure how you pronounce his last name, but I follow him on Twitter. He invented Twitch and he's a very thoughtful thinker. So I like what he has to say sometimes. And he mentioned that the SEC should investigate. The reason why is because Robinhood's trading is facilitated through Citadel Hedge Funds, C-I-T-A-D-E-L. So it is very worrisome that there were reports that this hedge fund told Robinhood specifically to put this restriction on, and some people are saying that they then doubled up on their short positions. So it is pertinent to see, did this actually happen? Because again, we don't know if this actually happened. This is one of those rumors out there and another reason why I do think congressional hearings will be helpful to uncover what really happened here. And with most stories, it's important to remember that there are two sides. I can't come down too hard on Robinhood because the platform really has done so much for traders. It really is easy to use and it's free. So how can I be that upset when something is free and maybe there's a delay or it's not working as it should? And Robinhood did come out saying that we stand in support of our customers and freedom of retail investors to shape their own financial future. So they were really trying to pivot this story and say that they were restricting these trades to protect the retail investor. But honestly, I'm not sure. And again, I don't think we'll know until there's an investigation. But they did say with this statement that they're going to release this ban tomorrow. So I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow with some of these tickers. Another thing to consider since I've worked on the back end of technology is what the increased volume has done to their tech stack. They might be experiencing internal bugs, errors, etc, and that might be one of the reasons why they decided to shut that down. We don't know. And the reason why I really want to give Robinhood the benefit of the doubt is this might be a company that I work for in the future. I want to go ahead and get personal here. I was kind of joking, but not, since Robinhood does have jobs available in Seattle, and it would be amazing to work for them. I am currently going through a career transition. As some listeners know, I was previously selling software, a CRM tool, and my company went through layoffs like a lot of others and now I'm looking to transition into UX design. It's a career where I can use my creativity for design, my interest in technology, my connection to users and solving their problems, as well as my analytical mind with UX research. A lot of you might be wondering, why am I not trading full-time? Well, I'll explain that. Although this past year I have really grown my accounts, I still hold smaller accounts under $25,000. This limits me in a lot of ways, not only the obvious way with the pattern day trader restriction, but also you need money to make money. And I did crunch the numbers as well as look at the taxes that I would be paying. And the situation is, is that I'm just not making enough trading currently to live off of trading. It's a tough system. You need money to make money, and that's why I tell people to start investing as soon as possible, even if it's just $50 a month, because time is an investment's best friend. So the sooner you can start building your account, the better. All of that aside, yes, I love trading and I will continue to trade and record this podcast, but I'm also going to be learning the skills to work in UX design. And I'm actually starting an intensive boot camp next week on Monday. It's a week long, but it's above full time in hours. So bad news, I won't be able to record a daily episode, but good news, there will be so much for us to catch up about when I come back. So that's just a tidbit about my personal life. Let's look at the top movers today. We have most of the short squeeze stocks down today. AMC down more than 56%, GameStop, GME down 44%, Blackberry, BB down 41%, Bed Bath & Beyond down 34%, Nokia down 28%. Is this directly related to the Robinhood lockup? I mean, I think it is or at least that fueled these losses. And then on the gainer list, we have Six Flags, SIX, up 11%, Sprout Social, SPT, up over 11% as well, and Caesar Entertainment, CZR, up over 10%. My personal trades today saw a few sells and a couple new swings. I sold HIMS, H-I-M-S, after hours. My average was $13.99. My last sell for this was $17.50. So I made 3.51 on that. So I was happy with that swing trade. I started that swing knowing that it might be a little bit risky. So it's always great when those ones turn out. Then I sold a little bit of Coca-Cola. My average is 48.85. I had a small sell down at 49.34, just a half a point gain, but I just wanted to size down a little bit there while I could. And then Eco Labs. I do not even know where to start here. It was so upsetting when I'm watching this stock off the open and trying to put in sells and then getting errors from Robinhood. And unlike longs where I could just go to another platform and, you know, buy it there, when I'm trying to sell something, it's now or never, you know? So it was very frustrating. I did end up getting cells in, it's just that it was stressful and I was afraid I was gonna miss the levels that I wanted to sell at. So I did sell most of it at an average of 216.14. My average was 210.34, so I made 5.8 on that. So over five points, it's really great. And I'm still holding a small piece for when it gets to 218 and higher. I mentioned yesterday that I was keeping my eyes on McCormick's, the spice company, it's MKC. They reported their earnings this morning and they beat their earnings, but of course there was a drop there. I didn't buy at the initial drop because I was dealing with all of the Ecolab stuff. I mean, so that's another frustrating thing about getting these errors on your trading platform is that it takes time away from finding new trades. But I did go ahead and decide to enter in this trade later on because I like the movement, I like the spread, and I can see it getting to these targets. So my average is 91.29. I'm targeting in the 94s and 95s. And then I started a new swing on Corsair games, CRSR. You guys know I swing in, I swing out. This is one that I frequent. It's just been really great to me. My average is 38 to 25. I have a $40 target and I am looking to buy more of this tomorrow. If it drops below that 38 point, since I'm pretty small size. And one last personal message, as I mentioned before, since I am moving into UX design, And there's a ton there for me to learn. I do have to cut back a little on the podcast. So I'm going to be putting out episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays. However, next week, I do have that intensive boot camp. So the next episode will not be this upcoming Monday, but the next Monday. And even though I'll just be doing the Monday Wednesday podcast, I'm also currently in the works of recording a few special edition episodes. These special episodes will be interviews. There'll be deep dives into other important times in the stock market history. And I would be happy to hear any feedback you have. Please feel free to message me on Instagram at rugreenpodcast. If you listen to this podcast on Anchor, they also have an awesome system where you can send me a voicemail. So feel free to do that as well. And I really appreciate all of the listeners. I cannot believe how much this podcast has grown, especially in 2021. So thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you all next week, catching up on the news and my personal trades. Until then, be sure to plan your trade and trade your plan.